The following is a presentation of the Sovereign Tech podcast feed. It is the man of tomorrow, Savzu, the rated R radio star, the Golden Stallion, here for uh, a little Sovereign short. And, you know, I don't think this is going to take long, but it's something that we absolutely have to discuss, that we have to get in. Um, I have been, and I mean, you're going to know from the title anyway, but because we're talking about Telegram, but I have been a supporter of the use of Telegram for almost as long as Sovereign Tech has been a show and almost as long as Telegram has been an app. Uh, and I have stuck through a lot of concerns around Telegram, meaning that, like I've said, well, still use Telegram, you know, even if whatever MT Proto isn't that, you know, isn't that good. Oh, it got better with 2.0 and blah, 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 blah. I mean, if you've been listening to Sovereign Tech for even a few years, um, you know, anytime some kind of news happens with Telegram, I've considered it, you know, my, my duty to, to talk about it. Now, um, recently, a couple of things have uh, come to light that, you know, come right from the horse's mouth, as in, and the horse, uh, I mean, I don't know if he's hung like one, but the horse being Pavel Durov, somebody who, the CEO of Telegram, uh, someone who I have been uh, a bit of a fanboy of for some time, just because in general, um, he has done business right with Telegram. Uh, he is also a, um, let's say openly, fairly openly, uh, an anarchist, you know, triple black wearing the whole thing. In fact, I used to years and years ago, I used to joke and, you know, call him the, uh, uh, you know, like the triple black anarchist of the, of the East, you know, and <laughs> inferring that I was somehow the triple black anarchist of the West. Um, not that I'd give, you know, two shits about the West, but anyway, um, so I, you know, I, I've stuck with telegram through, through a lot of things. And now make sure you go all the way to the end of this episode before you think that I am going to say either continue using Telegram or if I'm going to say stop using it. All right, let's get all the way through this. I want you to decide for yourself here what you think upon what I'm saying. Um, but one of the reasons that I have stuck with Telegram for so long really comes down to a, a, a sovereign tech maxim, dare I say axiom, that you don't follow the money, you follow the attitude, okay? And really, we have a question of attitude and money here, and we're going to talk about that, or talk about both of them. But the attitude is what it always has pushed, and for me, has what always, you know, made Telegram, like, the go-to, okay? Even if you weren't totally sold on, you know, the security and privacy around it, like you had concerns, say, um, around how, like, you know, around 2015, it was discovered that even secret chats were being, while encrypted when sent over the network, were being stored uh, on your device in plain text. Yep, that, that's insane. Um, to date, even though the app has become open source uh, over the past, you know, decade, uh, to date, the server code, as in the servers that operate Telegram. That server code has never been made open source. People have concerns around that. I totally get it, okay? What's allowed for me to not overlook, but at least continue using Telegram, even with some of these major concerns, and I'm just bringing up a couple, uh, 
has been that, yeah, Pavel Durov's an anarchist. And uh, not only that, but he's clearly huge on decentralization to the point that he was wanting to create, um, you know, like with Tun, you know, Tun and the Gram and all that, He, which Tun has gone forward. But like with Tun, he was trying to create an entire like blockchain decentralized distributed Internet, which fucking dynamite, which now I mean, the person, you know, waving that banner is uh, Jack Dorsey with, you know, his project Web5, um, which we haven't talked about on Sovereign Tech yet. But I want to see it go a little bit further before, you know, I really get into it. But maybe we'll see. Maybe I'll do a Sovereign Short on Web5 uh, in, in the near future here. And the plans for that, you know, decentralized internet based upon the Bitcoin blockchain at that. Um, so anyway, like just Pavel Durov has made so many of the right moves over the years that it's made it possible for me to, you know, just overlook a little bit, you know, any any real concerns. OK, now, before I get into the real concerns, um, let's talk about you know, some of the right moves that he has made. And let's talk about some recent news of what some of those other, uh, you know, moves might be. So one of the things that I really applauded, uh, of course, Pavel Durov, you know, was one of the co-founders of, uh, of VK. VK was like the Facebook of Russia. Okay. And I'm sure VK is far more popular now ever since what's been happening in Ukraine, uh, than it's ever been for Russians specifically, you know, and we, we don't have to get into the reasons around that. Um, uh, but he got kicked out, forced out basically of the board, um, at VK because he wouldn't play ball, uh, with the Russian government. You know, again, he was, uh, you know, an anarchist or at least very liberty leaning. Uh, but again, there are statements from him that are very, very openly, clearly anarchist. So I don't think it's unfair for me to have called him that for, you know, the, the past few years. Should I still? We'll get there. Um, but anyway, so he made his billions, that's with a B, he made his billions off of VK, okay? Um, he, he at, the, at the time, he was like the non-evil version of, of Zuck, Okay. And this allowed him to basically run Telegram without an ad model. You know, he just funded this whole thing. Like, let's get it out there. Let's just make it available. We'll figure out the funding later. That was basically his process. Um, and it worked because, you know, he could fund it out of his own pocket, essentially. Um, not unlike, you know, say how Bezos, you know, funds the Washington Post um, out of his own pocket because, it's hard to believe there, you know, that he's making any like serious money to run an entire operation like that off of, you know, off of owning the Washington Post, other than sure, he gets his own propaganda arm. Uh, regardless, you know, with with Duroff and Telegram, you know, it, it, it was being done the right way. Now, in the past couple of years, there had been conversations of two things. One is an ad platform that was going to be used in public channels, okay, or, you know, like, like, not private groups, not private messages, but that there would be ads served, not targeted ads, because again, Pavel Durov claims to care about privacy. Uh, there would be ads served in like these more public channels. Uh, as, as far as that, it looks like that plan, according to Durov, and if you follow Durov's channel on Telegram, you can read exactly what I'm talking about. I'm not quoting from any story, uh, you know, on Android police or anything like that. This is, again, right from the horse's mouth. 
Um, he has stated that that was very successful, but it doesn't sound like they're going to go forward with that. Now, does that mean that actually it wasn't very successful because if it was successful, why not make money with it? Maybe that could be, uh, or maybe they want to see, you know, like what process is actually going to be the most profitable because the other thing that they announced, which again, we've heard about for a couple of years that this would, you know, be coming at some point, uh, is telegram premium. And that is exactly what they're calling it is, is telegram premium. Um, or at least that's what I've seen it being called, uh, you know, what was telegram premium as far as the pricing, we don't know. We still don't have the details on that. Um, yeah, they, so they are officially calling a telegram premium. I'm just looking at it again here. Uh, and there will be, it's a subscription model. Uh, there are additional features that you would get with it. Now they're not going to, any features you have right now are not going to suddenly get put behind a paywall. All the features that exist in Telegram right now, which are legion, I mean, it's an impressive, you know, it's one of the reasons I've loved this app for so long is it's really become in, you know, almost its own uh, worldwide web. I don't want to say internet because it doesn't operate on its own lines as it were, but it's become its own worldwide web. And I mean, it's just the feature set just kept growing and growing and growing and growing. It's so insane. Um, so now that all those features will stay free. There will be new features that will come out that will also continue to be free. But there are going to be features that get put, you know, effectively behind a paywall uh, with Telegram Premium. I have no problem with this. Uh, the, I mean, the main messaging app that I've been recommending uh, highly, we'll say, that I've been recommending highly for the past couple of years, but that I've recommended regularly over the past 10 years is Threema. Um, Threema has a pay for model. Of course, it's not a subscription model. And I like that even better that it's not a subscription model, but they've had a model where you, know, you got to buy the app. You know, it's $2.99 or whatever the price happens to be where you are. Um, it's $2.99. You pay it once and you're done. And you can even pay it with Bitcoin if you want. You don't even have to go through an app store. All dynamite. Um, it is a question. I wonder how they're going to handle payment processing if you uh, independently download the Telegram app away from the Play Store or the iOS App Store, which I also applaud Telegram for having an independent app just like Threema does. Um, so we, we don't have a lot of clarity on the payment details. Uh, if he's pushing so hard to have things, and actually this is going to come to light with what we talk about the second half of what I want to talk about here with Telegram where things get uh, a little concerning. Um, you know, he, if he's so hot on getting away from fees in, in Play Store or, you know, in app stores and everything, uh, you think it would make sense that he would offer some kind of independent payment model. I would hope Bitcoin would be a part of that, but for a subscription model, maybe that would get complex for him. I don't know. We, we're going to have to see uh, on that one. But there will be features. We're not even entirely clear on what those extra features are. I'm sure there's going to be an announcement um, when he makes it. But it, you know, there wasn't like really anything official that this was going to come to light uh, until June 10th of 2022. That's when Pavel Durov finally said, "Yep, Telegram Premium is becoming is is going to be a thing. It's coming soon. You know, get ready for it." Blah 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 blah. Uh, I again, I have no problem with this. Okay, and the fact that it's a, a subscription model. I mean, I wish it was a one and done payment like software should be, but whatever, I get it. And again, paying for an app, uh, I, I have made this case that in general, I try not to use um, 
unless it's like open source, like Linux software or something like that, where it's just the model that you don't pay for it, but it's also not harvesting data about you. Uh, in general, you know, I like to pay for my software. Now, is that me being old fashioned? Sure it is because, you know, I grew up in the eighties and nineties where you paid for fucking everything and that's okay. Right. Because then you can't like, if you're paying for the product, you should not be the product yourself, right? They shouldn't have to collect metadata off of you. They don't have to do any alternative methods of funding their service or product because you're paying for it. So in general, and I've talked about this, uh, I know in later 2021, I talked about it. I've talked about it through 2022. In general, I use services that I know I am paying for and that there should not be any, you know, metadata or any data or anything like that being collected, uh, you know, to where, you know, again, the funding all comes from users paying for the service, right? Um, just like with my email, I pay for my email. I pay for, you know, I pay for uh, fast mail. Um, I pay for proton mail. I pay for, well, I mean, arguably, I mean, I do get Google one. Um, and with my Google Fi account, I pay for all the Google services that I use. Even Google should not be doing that to me, even though I know they kind of do. And well, that's the devil I know and that I have to deal with. But besides the point, I don't have a problem with paying for software. I think software should be paid for. Okay. Again, unless we're talking about like the Linux ecosystem, you know, we're talking about open source apps where it's just something that, that has to be out there. Um, anyway, you know, like audacity or something, but even audacity has turned into where they're collecting metadata. And I just use an old version of audacity in that sense. Um, so I have no problem with paying for this. I think this is a fine thing. I have no argument against telegram premium, and I'm sure it's going to be incredibly feature rich considering how much they made available for free. I can only imagine that the features you're going to get when you pay for telegram are probably going to be mind blowing. And I'm intrigued to see what they're going to be. And it could be a situation where it's just, you know, it's an offer that's too good to refuse, as it were. Now, all of that said, so that's happening. We'll certainly update more when it does. But the official announcement is out there. Um, I was really, this is a path that I've been, I was hoping for years that Firefox or, you know, the Mozilla would take with Firefox, where there's an entire paid ecosystem. Um that has not happened. And I honestly, I don't know what the fuck Mozilla is doing these days. I, I like that company just makes no sense to me anymore. Uh, Firefox is still, you know, a rock solid browser overall and is a fine thing to use. But I just don't I don't know what Mozilla is doing. So anyway, as far as like what is Telegram doing? Well, let's talk a little bit about that or, you know, what is Pavel Duroff doing? Maybe that's more particular what we're getting into. Um, and here's the problem. So this is, I, I'm going to read it. I'll read the entire thing. This is from June 13th and I am recording this, uh, on June 19th. So this is pretty fresh stuff. And again, it's, it's an official statement from Pavel Duroff, CEO of Telegram. Uh, and, and here we go right in his, right in Duroff's channel. So you can read it for yourself. If you want to, there won't be a link in the show notes. If you use Telegram, I think everybody that uses Telegram should be subscribed to like the Telegram, uh, official or the Telegram news official channel, as well as Duroff's channel. So here we go. Um, quote, Telegram web provides an extraordinary experience on desktops, but it also works great on mobile devices. It is prevented, however, from reaching native app level quality on iOS because Apple limits web developers in terms of what they can do on iPhones and iPads. Now, I want to stop there for a second. So if you don't know, there's actually a couple of different versions of Telegram web where you can effectively just use Telegram 
just like you do on your desktop or on your mobile device, uh, you know, with the, with the like native app, but you use it in a web browser. And yes, you can also do that on a web browser, um, you know, on a smartphone. And, and it, it, it's a great, I mean, it's an awesome option. It's pretty much full featured. Uh, it's something I've used many times whenever, uh, you know, I'm booted up into Tails. I will use Telegram Web. I mean, and it works brilliantly, you know, even even with, with that web browser, you know, within Tor. Um, I mean, it's, it's just, it's a great option to have. Uh, and I, it used to be like very limited and you couldn't even do, like there, there are a lot of features that were missing, secret chats, things like this, but it's gotten a lot better over time. Um, and they did just have, when we talked about it on Sovereign Tech, there was uh, like two major revisions um, that were done in the past year or so. Anyway, let me keep reading. Um, so here we go. Quote, in April, in April, in April, the developer of Telegram Web shared a 10 point list of issues in the iOS Safari browser that Apple has been unwilling to fix or improve for years. Um, and there's a link in the post for that. Uh, other developers have even complained that Apple's Safari is killing the web. We suspect that Apple may be intentionally crippling its web apps to force its users to download more native apps where Apple is able to charge its 30% commission. Um, and he did a write-up about that. That's linked here as well. Uh, now, let me talk about that for a second. Um, is Apple's push to not integrate progressive web apps, you know, PWAs, is that so that you go through, you know, the, the Apple App Store? Um, I mean, it's an interesting theory, and it is just a theory. It's an interesting theory on Duroff's part, that that's why Apple doesn't doesn't push for that. I mean, because you have to understand. So on Android, you know, like let's say you install Firefox on Android, you are actually installing a completely separate uh, web browser that uses completely separate security certificates. It has an entirely, you know, uh, like its own system on top of Android. When you install Firefox on an iOS device, you're actually, you're really still just using Safari, just with a wrapper on it. Okay, ultimately you're still using WebKit. It's not its own engine. Um, you're still, again, and this is true for if you're using Chrome or Opera or whatever you happen to be using on an iOS device, you're still ultimately using the Safari engine. Now that's, still, that's kind of true, just to make it more complex for you. That's still kind of true with Android, where if you are using like anything, just about anything besides Firefox, unless it's something that uses the same code as Firefox mobile, um, like if you're using the Dolphin browser or if you're using Opera or if you're using, I don't know, take your pick, like the Ecosia web browser or something like that, um, you're using that 90, 95% of the code for Google Chrome that exists within the Android operating system itself. So it's it's a similar deal, okay? The only time you're really, I mean, I think the Adblock browser might use Firefox's, Firefox Mobile's code, but the only time you're really using an independent, a fully independent web browser uh, on an Android device is when you're using Firefox. You know, I've talked about this for many, many years. I think there's actually an advantage as far as security that goes with that, um, where like when there is an exploit on Android proper, that it did not affect your Firefox install because that was using its own security suite. Um, again, I, like in my dark Android book, I, I've talked about that. I, I've been talking about that for years. Um, but on Apple, that's just not possible, okay? Now, back to the theory that Duroff has here that the reason Apple, you know, wants you to install, um, 
or you know that that they are like limiting what you can do with Safari on mobile. And again, that's really only on mobile, though that may translate to uh, you know to macOS as macOS becomes more like iOS, I suppose. Regardless, um, you know, it's an interesting theory, but like that doesn't entirely make sense in that like Twitter is free. You know, most a lot of the apps that people use are free and even like Spotify, like you're you're not going to pay for it. You're not even going to use Spotify via the web browser and you're really not going to pay for it, you know, through the web browser whether you're on Android or iOS or whatever. So I get it. There might be cases where that's true. And maybe this is like a long-term game, but right now, you know, long-term game on, on Apple's part, but right now I just, I don't see it. Uh, again, it, like maybe for some apps, but by and large, most of what people use, they don't pay for, otherwise they wouldn't fucking use it. So the idea that somehow this is all to get a cut, especially when it comes to social media, that it's all to get a cut of that 30%. Uh, I don't know if I buy it, but whatever, maybe. I guess I'm open to that. I still think Safari is a rock solid browser. Um, and you you can read the, the idea that Apple Safari is killing the web. You can read that piece. It's a very interesting piece and there are some good points made, but some of this is theoretical. And again, I'm not entirely sold on it. So Let's keep reading the post here. Uh, we, or I already read the We Suspect part. Uh, quote, fortunately, regulators have started to realize what is going on. This week, the Competition and Markets Authority, uh, the CMA, a uh, regulator out of the United Kingdom, concluded, quote, Apple has, or Apple bans alternatives to its own browser engine on its mobile devices, a restriction that is unique to Apple. The CMA is concerned this severely limits the potential for rival browsers to differentiate themselves from Safari, for example, on features such as speed and functionality, and limits Apple's incentives to invest in its browser engine. This restriction also seriously inhibits the capability of web apps. Actually, let me stop there. Let's, let's, let's break this up. So the UK, uh, the CMA is saying this limits Apple's incentives to invest in its browser engine. What the fuck are you talking about? Like nobody, like there is nobody who develops a web browser, no matter how flush with cash that they are, that doesn't have the incentive to make their web browser the best fucking thing that it can be. Because if you do anything less than be the best, you're just going to have Google eat your lunch with Chrome every time. Microsoft knows this. That's why Edge has gone through wild changes over the past few years, um, you know, from, from going from its own, uh, you know, rendering engine to switching over to, to Blink. Um, I mean, Opera ran away from its own. I mean, like being up to snuff with web standards is absolutely essential for your web browser to have any kind of market share. This is utter nonsense. And, and believe me, I'm the last person to defend Apple. Fuck those guys. Okay. But this is utter nonsense to say for the, you know, for the government to say that Apple is somehow missing incentives to work uh, or to invest in their browser engine. Bullshit. Apple knows better. And I can say this talking to, I've talked to Apple developers. Uh, it's part of the reason I have always had confidence in saying, yes, use Safari. If you're in the Apple ecosystem, hardcore, go ahead. Uh, I've always said that because I know how much work they put into that fucker and still do. I mean, this, this is crazy talk. Uh, and and I, I, I have a hard time believing that Pavel Durov truly believes this. 
you know, like that or, or truly agrees with this statement. So that's nonsense. All right. And 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 he really I mean, you know how many marketing specialists this must have gone through before Pavel Durov let it get into his Telegram channel. Um, he I assure you, he spends no extra time on this comment, you know, commenting on this. He should have called that out and saying, now, I don't agree with that. Like he, he really should have. Um, so this is that's like Mark one against this whole thing uh, or, or black Mark one. How about that? Anyway, let me keep reading. Quote, this restriction also seriously inhibits the capability of web apps, apps that run on a browser rather than having to be individually downloaded, uh, depriving consumers and businesses of the full benefits or full benefits of this innovative technology, end quote. Oh, boy. OK, let me let me finish reading. So that's the quote from the CM uh, from the CMA going on with Pavel's words. I think it's an uh, quote. I think it's an accurate summary and hope. So, uh, well, here, there's his commentary. He thinks it's accurate. No, it's not. But we'll get into more. Uh, it's an accurate summary and hope that regulatory action will follow soon. It's sad that more than 10 years after Steve Jobs' death, a company that once revolutionized mobile web turned into its most significant roadblock. No, Pavel Durov, let me tell you what's sad. What's sad is hearing a fucking anarchist essentially calling for regulation, calling for the gun to get pointed at another company. That's sad. And when I read this, I, I, I couldn't believe it. I mean, the level of disappointment, like I said, I've fanboyed over this guy, over Pavel Durov, for a long time. That fanboying is done in 2022. There is no excuse for this. He said straight up, I hope, first off, fuck that word, but I hope, this, this is Duras' words, hope that regulatory action will follow soon. Holy fuck. I mean, unless you're talking about like decriminalization, but that's not what this is. I mean, I just, I, I want to walk up to him and just say, Pavel, you kiss your mother with that mouth? I'm stunned. I'm stunned. So I want to, uh, let, let, let me break down the, the, this, the second part here. Uh, let's see, th this restriction also seriously inhibits the capability of web apps. Uh, apps that run a browser are uh, run on a browser rather than having to be individually downloaded, depriving consumers and businesses of the full benefits of this innovative technology. Uh, no, I, I don't agree with this statement at all either. Um, this is this is horrible to like somehow have this recommendation that, oh, well, we want everything to work really great in a web, web browser. No, <laughs> even if I were a status, the regulation I'd be calling for is like ban Electron. Because one of the biggest problems we have is a lack of security because we're ending up ultimately with a monoculture, okay, of where, I mean, Electron is effectively just a Chrome window. And like, this is such lazy and bad coding work because it's draining. I mean, just like Google Chrome does, it's draining the fucking battery of every device that you have when you are running apps that basically just run as a web browser, okay? you know, or like a web browser tab, that's effectively what they run as. No, what you want is you do want independent apps that yes, you do pay for, okay? You want these independent apps to be running that run on their own fucking code. 
you don't want everything to effectively run like a web browser. I mean, ultimately, while there are advantages to having things like Telegram web, okay, ultimately PWAs, in my opinion, are a bad thing because you want, again, you want that independent code base. But he's saying he agrees with all this that the CMA came out with. Uh, this bothers me. This is the same kind of crap. This is the same kind of, like, um, what's the term I'm looking for? Well, this is the wrong direction, all right, for one. And this is the same problem I had with Moxie Marlin Spike saying, oh, yeah, no, federated technology, no, that's not the direction Signal needs to go. We got to get centralized. And it's like, fucker, what are you talking about? You know better. I mean, I can't believe it. Like, the only, like, tech billionaire that that I seem to be able to agree with is fucking Jack Dorsey. Those are words I can't believe are coming out of my mouth. But he seems to be the guy that gets it. It's like, no, we got to go. We should be using Usenet. We should be back to, uh, you know, going down just the whole list of all the different internet protocols that we could taken advantage of. You know, he was saying, I mean, I did a whole episode about this that, that was titled, I was right, Jack, uh, because Jack Dorsey proved everything I was saying that when you had things set up in such a way, uh, you know, everything was better. And yet here we go having fucking Pavel Durov saying we need regulation in the tech sector and, you know, and, and his direction for, oh no, no, no PW. I mean, I agree. Okay. You should have the option of PWAs, but that doesn't mean PWAs are inherently a good fucking thing. They're not. I mean, and this doesn't even like hit at the real problem. Like, just argue against iOS, the use of iOS. You don't have to, and, and that's an easy thing to do. You know, argue for the platform that gives you options. Argue for the platform that lets you independently install the Telegram app, which I think, again, I think is a wonderful thing. Argue for that. Don't waste your breath trying to say, oh, well, we got to get regulation to, you know, to, to force Apple to open up um, um, iOS you know, apps, you know, and allow them or iOS uh, uh, web browsers and allow them to run independently and, you know, and, and allow for PWAs and also, no, stop. Because you, I mean, that's such like a half measure to the real problems, you know, it, it, it's again, it's just, it's a waste of breath. And not only that, in this case, for somebody who was so ethically inclined seemingly for the past 10 years, um, it kills your credibility. I mean, his credibility shot. Like, he's got none left after this. Because, again, A, he's pushing things in the wrong direction. B, he is calling for violent action, ultimately, against Apple. And I could, you know, you could say, well, he doesn't see it that way. No, you know, he doesn't see it that uh, regulation is ultimately the gun or that taxes are ultimately the gun, etc. No, he does know that. We know he knows that. That's why we're holding him to the higher standard here. And he failed. This guy has no excuse to be, to be saying this shit. So, all that said, I complained. I moaned for uh, about a half hour now. What are my recommendations? Am I saying stop using Telegram? Am I saying, well, I better not get Telegram premium. Don't want to pay for that because you don't want to give this asshat money. Um, that's not what I'm saying. Okay. Here's the thing. My argument for the use of telegram has been for the longest of times. My, my argument has been, 
It's your Facebook alternative. That's exactly what I've called it. I have never, I have not said, yeah, oh, this is this is the ultimate encryption solution and blah, 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 blah. Like I've just, I've never said that. Here's the thing. The sad part, here's the really sad part. We've got nowhere else to go. You know, like the crypto community, a lot of other places, um, you know, there, there's nowhere else to go. I mean, and this isn't even getting into the black mark on Telegram for what they did to RT, which I think is dead wrong. You want the free flow of information regardless if it's wrong or biased. Um, I mean, yes, we need alternatives getting built and there are certainly people talking about it. I mean, if it's anything that has the moniker of Web3, I don't trust it for a second. But, you know, if it's something beyond that, can it be built on blockchain? Sure it can. Like, you know, the, the abstract notion of Web5, uh, I think is a fine and dandy thing. Like, I, I like what I'm hearing out of that in the abstract, mind you, in the abstract. So, but, I, I mean, I guess what I'm saying here is we can't just play this constant game of privacy hopscotch, okay? We can't just be like jumping from app to app, app to app, because then you're just installing a bunch of shit. And nobody's going to put up with that, okay? And if it's about like a mindset shift for people to understand why they need privacy and all this other stuff, you know, we got to get them in like one place and maybe then they can see the benefits and understand why it's important to, you know, use apps that respect your privacy or that are at least engaging in something that's a little more than security theater, okay? Uh, we, we just, we can't keep bouncing around because we're not going to get anywhere doing that. Um, what has to get done is the right app has to get built and it has to be right from the get-go. Now, there are people working on these things and they are worth, you know, looking into. Um, and when they're ready, sure, we'll jump on them. Um, but there's there's got to be a lot behind it, you know, uh, or I mean, there's got to be a lot of momentum behind it, ultimately, uh, because Telegram has been able to keep up, you know, just because Pavel Durov, again, had those billions to just keep putting into it, um, you know, and doing everything right. Well, he's not doing everything right anymore. But at the same time, there's so much infrastructure built around Telegram, especially like, say, in the crypto community, which, of course, is going through its own shitstorm right now. Um, and again, we you just we can't get everybody. You've got to have the, the right app and it's got to be finished. And then you go to that. None of this experimental stuff. But if you were wanting to consider, okay, how can I get off of Telegram and, you know, and, and starting to maybe move things away from that? I'm not saying that's a bad idea, but again, I'm also not saying don't use Telegram. Like, it's just we're not in a position, I think, where we can ultimately say that. Um, there needs to be that social media alternative. Again, a turn alternative away from the big boys. And frankly, Telegram's like the only viable option as far as that goes that at least does a few things right um and you know a lot of people have built impressive groups and audiences and communities around telegram um and i you know and i really get that and you know if telegram premium helps you keep getting the truth out there with a lot of new features and all that stuff i'm not going to tell you oh don't do that okay i'm not going to say that but i am letting you know this is the direction things are starting to go. Keep an eye on this. You should be concerned. Now, I mean, for me, like, what would I do? Because, you know, here's the thing. At the same time, like, I still have a Discord channel. Um, I put up with that, you know, like, like literally, I, I just put up with it. Uh, in that, like, I know there's no encryption on that, you know. Um, 
but it's convenient and it gets people, you know, in to talk about things. And I manage it in such a way where, you know, I don't think we would run into trouble for having, you know, the discord. Um, I mean, really, like the only thing I could do right now, are there alternatives right now? Yeah, the alternatives are you run your own fucking like groups off of, say, your own server or a NAS or something like that. And I'm not even like opposed to that. Uh, I mean, something I've wanted to do for a long time was actually like run, uh, you know, have Sovereign Tech patrons, you know, give them like accounts on a NAS and use you know, the messaging software solutions that exist on that and create groups within that. I'd love to do that. Okay. But there also, that creates a lot of friction that people aren't going to, you know, aren't really going to, you know, buy into and go through. I mean, I have plenty of patrons that don't even use the discord. Some have ethical reasons for that. Others just, it's just a pain in the ass and they don't want to deal with it and they don't want to install another app or they don't want to do this all valid, all valid things. So ultimately, it's for you to decide if you don't like the direction that this is going and you want to get away from telegram, go for it. If you have this audience or if you have whatever built up on top of telegram and you just use it, I mean, look, telegram is awesome for what it does. Like no argument from me on that. Okay. Uh, then, then keep using it, but just keep an eye on this. Keep aware. Okay. Um, and I, I, I think I'll just, I'll have to end it with that. I know that's not exactly like, again, it, it's all up to your tolerances. Okay. And what you want to do. Um, Sovereign Tech still has a Telegram group that people use pretty actively. I am not active on it. I still reach out to listeners, you know, via Telegram when it's necessary or when that's the most convenient thing to do. Um, but I certainly have limited my use um, of Telegram and this doesn't make me feel much better about it. But, you know, I'll, I'll certainly say that much. So again, it's for you to decide what works best for you. And I always love getting to hear your thoughts feel free to let me, well, ironically, you can probably, you know, like I, I still check out the Telegram group, you know, here and there. Uh, you could let me know in the Telegram group. Uh, you are also welcome. Of course, if you're a patron and you're hearing this, there is Discord, there is Patreon's, you know, own community tab, as well as a private messenger. There's, you know, plenty of ways um, to get in touch with me. So, but I just want you to be aware of what's going on and what it really means. And most importantly, I wanted you to know, because I have been saying, oh yeah, Duroff's right on with this, Duroff's right on with this. Well, for the, just about the first time, just about, there have been, there have been other occasions, but this is one where it's pretty egregious. Um, he's not just wrong. He's dead fucking wrong. So I will leave it at that more sovereign tech to come. And I will see all of you whoo, on the other side. <laughs>